largo benissimo bravo sempre lucido anche al novantesimo Keita lo attaccano in due cerca la palla dentro il velo il tiro l'autore gol Attenzione, palla dentro per Lautaro, Lautaro il tiro, è gol, è gol, è gol, è gol, è gol, il Toro, il Toro, il Toro, il Toro, il Toro. And uh, welcome to uh, another episode of Serpents of Inter podcast. I'm Matt Clark, uh, site manager for uh, Serpents of Matadina, and with me Sam Poor from Sweden. Sam, welcome. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's uh, uh you know i i was i was worried about cold and and i know you you face that on a regular basis it's it's cold where i'm at in south carolina which is just uh, brutal considering how we're not really used to it but uh uh you know it, it is what it is and 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 i apologize ahead of time as i'm fighting what i'm hoping is a cold and not anything worse so uh but to sam let's, let's dive right in uh lots to go over first off uh big big match tomorrow uh, with uh, Inter taking on Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, Diadler, as they are called in the Bundesliga. Yes, sir. Very, very dangerous team. I was I was doing a lot of research uh, on them, and I'm telling you what, this team, I'm surprised they are where they are in the Bundesliga with as good as they potentially can be. They're fifth in the Bundesliga, three points back of Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yes. I pronounced that right. Correct. And uh, just five points back of uh, third place Leipzig. Uh, and this is a team that has all the potential to give anyone absolute fits. If you want to talk about two teams that are probably amongst the favorites to to win the Europa League, you've got Inter, and then you you clearly have got to include Eintracht Frankfurt because they are. Uh, I don't want to overstate it, but they are very very good. I would say uh, the reason that they are fifth is because. Um... They have a very good offense. Like they, they go forward very, very, very hard. But um, they can, they can be some question marks on their defense side. So I think this is the type of team that can suit suit Inter very well. You know, you you, you just play tight and low, and you just counter attack them uh, and make them suffer uh, on that. But and and. Another, one other thing that uh, just came out is that one of the key offensive players, Anderevich, is out uh, due to injury. And that's, yes. actually, and that's actually a very good thing for us. But I think all in all, you, you're correct in, in that statement because they are very dangerous. They, they go forward and they go fast and they go hard and they have the players to do so. And actually, they, their forward is actually... Um, have exploded this season so uh, his market value is very high right now and um, so uh, it's going to be a very interesting uh, game to see how um, how Spalletti is going to uh, to 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 address this this type of uh, game uh, and plus Nangolan is out so uh, hopefully Keita Ballet gets to start but I'm very curious to see how Spalletti is going to act uh, towards uh, Eintracht now that we are playing the first game away. 
I, I'll tell you here. Here's a few things that I, that I picked up, and, and I'm and, and this will be covered in our preview that'll come out a little bit later. Uh, you were right, Ante Rebic is out with a knee injury. Timothy Chandler, defender, is out. He's been out all season, so that's not really a, a big loss. Okay. Elson Fernandez, their midfielder, could return to the lineup. He's been out for uh, a bit, but probably if he comes in, it'll be on the off the bench. But I'm going to tell you what the impressive part of this team to me is Sebastian Holler. Uh, he's got 12 goals in the Bundesliga, third best this season, nine assists in the Bundesliga, wow. second best. Uh, I, I was looking just at some statistics, and, and, and he Haller is a threat both in, in, in duels and aerials as he leads both categories in the Bundesliga. Wow. This guy leads in duels and aerials one in the Bundesliga. So he's an engine. He team. is a machine. He is just unbelievable. Um you know that Philip Kostic, who is uh, who who will also get the start in midfield, mm-hmm. most likely uh, leads the Bundesliga. A hundred crosses from open play. This guy wow. can essentially pick out his target when he's open. So that's uh, you know, I, I think they've got forty-seven goals in the Bundesliga, tied yeah. for second uh, with Hoffenheim, and that's just on two hundred eighty-four shots. How many? How they many? Even how, how many goals have they conceded? Do you see that? Uh, I believe they conceded. I believe they conceded thirty-three. Okay, that's my point because they do concede a lot, but they do score a lot as well. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of indicative. Uh, Kevin Trapp, their goalkeeper, yeah. uh, he he's he's saved eighty-two shots, which means their defense opens up like floodgates. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so so they, what they've been able to do is they've just been able to outscore opponents, not necessarily stop them. Exactly. Uh, they had a, a, a they had a thrilling win against uh, against Hoffenheim. Uh, over the weekend, where they came down, uh, they were down two one and came back into one three two. You know, it, again, they're dangerous, but they're not necessarily consistent. Uh, you know, in their last eleven matches, Frankfurt's drawn five of them. Wow. So, so, it, 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 you know, but they haven't lost a match since January twelfth when they had a uh, uh, an exhibition with Flamengo uh, uh, in Brazil, I believe. Uh, uh, it was a one zero defeat. They haven't lost since then. So uh, they're Europa League. So yeah, ha- sure. So hold on. So you're telling me that they, they have only drawn in one uh, th- from that point on, point on t- till now. In, in their last eleven matches, they've drawn in five of them. Oh, okay. So they've drawn close to half of their matches, um, and, and they and they and they've won six. They've they've moved up the table rather nicely, uh, and 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 their Europa League record is is darn near impeccable. Uh, five, all four of their home matches have been wins. And that includes a, a ritualistic smacking down of Lazio in the group stage, yeah. uh, 4-1, uh, yeah. at, uh, at, at the Commerce Bank Arena in Frankfurt. So, uh, this is, this is a team that is going to present challenge upon challenge upon challenge. Uh, fortunately, defensively, Inter is, 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 is not, uh, uh, defensively on the on Inter side of the ball. Um, Inter's not going to be losing a whole lot. I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna see, uh, Danilo D'Ambrosio get the start along yes. with Skinyard High and Asamoa. I think so. Um, you know, a, a big problem here is is the injury to Raja Nangolan, who is probably going to be out not just this match, but probably against Spall over the weekend. Uh, but, I, you know, honestly, I think this opens up something nicely for Andrea Ranocchia. Uh, I, I think this this could be a potential for uh, the you frog, as he's called. Yeah, and you need uh, well, a target I, I, because here's the thing. Uh, you know, I'm 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 si- sitting here and I'm thinking about some uh, certain things because what those stats actually tell me is that tactically, you know, the way they play, um, they're gonna go against a big Italian team now. So 
tactically they, they might not be ready for, for the type of cynical aspect Inter might bring to this. So, you know, we have a very good defense. So what basically what I think might happen is that, you know, Spalletti goes out and he, he just tells tells the the lads that, you know, just just shut it shut shut it down. So uh what will happen I think is that they might get more and more frustrated and we will just, you know, punish them as soon as they because if they, if they leak that much in their defensive aspect of the, in the defensive side, I, I don't. I, I think that w- when you said that Ronokiasu might play, you know, put him as a target player. Just just you know, get it get it fast and get it up and let him hold it. And you know, you just push up uh, through the flanks and and counterattack them. And I'm I'm really kind of interested to see how this attacking midfield plays because you're looking at you've got Matteo Politano. You'll probably put Ranocchia in the center and then Perisic on the left. And that, to me, is a very interesting attacking formation. It's something that we've seen sporadically only through substitution. Uh, we know Ranocchia uh, has the ability. He had he had a goal against uh, against Rapid Vienne. Uh, and, 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 you know, I think he's got the potential to do very good things. And again, this opens up a nice door for him. Uh, probably sit back with Marcelo Brozovic and, uh, and, and Matias Vecino back in, in the defensive side of the midfield, um, which I think could be nice because it's a counteract the speed that Frankfurt is going to bring you're going to have to have you're going to have to split the midfield up and you're going to have to have probably your better midfielders sit in oh, the back fuck. I, 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 sorry go ahead go ahead well I, I think you're, you're about ready to bring up Borja Valero and and, I think he's going to uh, start. Well, I, I don't think he's going to start Ranocchi. I actually think that he's going to probably start Martinez. He probably going to start Politano and uh, Perisic. I don't think Keita Balde might get too many minutes in this game. And he's probably going to start with Brozovic and Vecino and Borja Valero. I think one of the key things in this game is that if 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 Brozovic and Borja can control the passing pace and, and the way the they, they they pass. Uh, I think that Frankfurt has, uh, you know, can have a lot of problems because what they would try to do, I would say, is they're gonna go on, on six gear, six gear, pretty much from from the first second and try just to end that, you know, with putting in goal after goal. So I think that, I think that, I actually think that we will actually draw this game or we will probably win this game. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I have a good. I have my gut feeling tells me that they will try to attack very hard, but they're gonna. Uh, I don't think it's gonna work out too good for Frankfurt. But that's my honest and humble opinion. <laughs> I, I, th- I think the key thing here is because Frankfurt pushes the ball so quickly and because they are so fast on, on the attack, this presents a nice opportunity for a counterattack yeah. option. Uh, for Inter. But the thing is, is they're going to have to be on their game. Martinez is going to have to pay attention. He's going to have to understand where the ball is. Perisic, Politano, and Ranocchio or, or, or Borja Valero are going to have to know exactly where to pick them out, uh, pick out the attacking front, whether it's uh, finding Perisic on the wing, whether it's finding Politano on the wing, whether it's passing forward to Martinez. They're going to have to be aggressive with the counterattack because that's how you can beat a team that plays this style of football is that you, you get them, they'll, they'll attack. You, you're not going to be able to stop that. But our defense is good enough and physical enough that I think that we can put enough uh, yeah. enough between their attack, like, like Holler and, 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 and Samir Handanovic. So when that said, when they're pushing forward with three, four, maybe even five players, that presents a great opportunity for a nice counterattack if Inter can play smart in terms of passing. This has been a problem that Inter has faced uh, over the last couple matches, maybe not so much against Calorie, 
and, and not really against Fiorentina, but we saw spells there where Inter just could not hit the broad side of a barn when they were passing. They were pass- I mean, they obviously were colorblind and could not tell what jersey they were supposed to be passing yeah. to. Here, it, it's it's got to be very clear, and that's got to be the message, is that we there's got to be a very strong counterattack uh, for Inter to thwart the potential, because this Frankfurt defense, you're right, is, is very susceptible to being attacked. All I have the to problem say... problem is, as I, we, we do that best off the counterattack in this match. All I have... All I have what I want to say is that you know, put uh, have your eyes on Skriniar and ha- the way he moves. Second of all, I hope that Spalletti doesn't go on with his four-two-three-one, and he actually plays a flat four-three-three. And what I mean with that is that he actually puts Brozovic in the center and puts Borja and and Vecino on his on uh, each side of him, so he doesn't so they can basically move organically in a way they want, and, and you put two very wide players. Because in that way, you, when I counterattack them, you have three central midfielders that are a little bit closer to each other because what you want to do is you, you, you want to have that momentum and that control because you don't want them to keep on pushing and pushing and pushing. You actually want to have some type of control. So I hope that Spalletti actually does, uh, you know, tweak it a little bit maybe and and i I actually think that's a good idea i really do i mean i i fully expect a a a, you know kind of a a four two three one uh or something of that nature for spalletti but i really think i think if you look at it a four three three uh when you're looking at counterattacking options like this and trying to to not only win the midfield and and, but also be able to uh, to to counter back quickly in defense with as fast as this team moves a four three three Actually, doesn't make too bad a sense. No. That actually, that actually is a good idea. Whether Spalletti does it or not, eh, take, uh, you know, eh, eh, who knows? And this, who knows what he's gonna have? What he has up his sleeve. The fact is, this is not only do we have to worry about Frankfurt speed, but we have to worry about only fielding nineteen players for a Europa League match on the road in Germany. So, uh, you know, that 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 is a problem in and of itself. The fact that there are nineteen players on the roster to make the trip to Frankfurt, and that's it. And that's not, I'm not, I'll tell you, I'm not, I am not happy with that at all. I mean, I get it. I I, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and blame Raja Nangalan for the, well, you're injured, way to go. And, and, or, you know, Jean Mario and and Roberto Gagliardini for not being eligible to play. Uh, But, you know, I I still think that's just a really tough spot uh, with a team like Frankfurt to be in, uh, to have just a very limited bench. Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah. Let's say... Uh, we beat Frankfurt in these two games and we move on to the next game. And Icardi, mm-hmm. Icardi decides that now he wants to play all, all of a sudden, right? <laughs> so yeah. the, quest- okay. the question here is that and, 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 and to be, to be uh, you know, to, to add to that is that Martinez is the, is the reason that we, we actually beat Frankfurt, right? So so he's the reason that we actually move forward. So would you put Icardi in front of Martinez in that in this cup? Or would you continue to play Martinez due to the fact that he actually stood up and actually carried the weight that uh, Icardi actually left? 
you know, I think Spalletti, uh, as is kind of traditional, and, and I and I think this is probably natural of most Italian coaches and most European coaches, is that if a player comes off of being injured, and I use air quotes with injury and Mario Icardi yeah. right now, um, you know, they they play limitedly. So I, I would expect that Martinez is going to probably start. Um, with Icardi possibly coming off the bench because, and that's just, and I think that makes sense. If, if, if Icardi is truly injured and we'll talk more about that later, um, then you don't want to rush him back out onto the pitch. He didn't do it. Uh, Spalletti didn't do it with Nyangalan. Um, he hasn't done it with, he was not going to do it with Keita Balde. Uh, it's going to no, be an easy exactly. process where you, you're going to come in, you maybe play the last 20, 15, you know, maybe 30 minutes of the match and start building up your legs, get, get, get them underneath you, work on it in training to eventually you get to a point to where you're starting. Um, so, so no, I think Martinez is going to start. Uh, and I think he's going to start for the next couple of weeks, at least, um, you know, regardless of whether Inter advances in the Europa League or not, I think just, just sheer, uh, just sheer planning and, and, and sheer caution tells you that, that Martinez is, is going to start, um, for a while, uh, in, and when they, in terms of when they bring back Icardi, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's hard to say. So, um, so, you know, so, so with that being said, you, let's just say that he's, he, he's fully fit now, Icardi, right? And Martinez in, has, I'm has, sure. Yeah. Do you think, would you, would you bench Martinez after he, he's been so vital and, and such a vocal point for, for the team? Uh, with you know Icardi, everything that uh, everything that was is Icardi game. No, 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 not at all. No, I I don't I don't bench Martinez. I augment my style and I put Icardi and Martinez in together. Oh, um, just... and, and, and maybe look at something like that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of question early on over whether whether Martinez and Icardi could play together, and I think they can. Uh, you know, uh, Martinez is, uh, has. Yeah, I think I think Acardi has uh, Acardi is a poacher, and he he's not he's not mobile outside of the area, whereas Martinez exactly. is. Is so I think they they I think they complement each other uh, in an attacking style that way. Uh, whether that's the most conducive style for Inter to play, I don't know. And if that's the case, what do you do? Do you do you basically just um, have have four midfielders and play a, a you know a four two two two? You know, how, how does that look? I don't know. Honestly, our midfield is so suspect at this point that having two attacking and two defending midfielders probably isn't going to hurt us any or, or help us any either way. Exactly. But <laughs> I, I think if, if and when a Cardi is fit and decides he does want to play and if he if he actually does make it back on the pitch. Uh, no, I, I think I think Martinez has has done quite a bit to earn a spot here. And, and now is he is he the answer to our attacking problems? No, not not by not any stretch. No. He's still young. He, he's yeah. still learning. I think with time, I think he can be extremely dangerous. Um, he, and, and I think he's starting to develop that now as, as he goes along. You know, you, you said something that I, uh, that I really liked. Uh, and, and the thing was that with Martinez, we have actually played a little bit more centralized and not from the wingers all the time because uh -huh. of Martinez's movement. And I think that's extremely good for us because now we can, we can add... Uh, a thing to our attacking attacking scenarios or how, the way we attack because before you know with, with Icardi you know being that uh, Icardi is an extremely good finisher and a poacher whatever you want to call it you know he has he's probably one of the top three best strikers inside of the penalty box and he actually has shown 
indication of, of being uh, a good passer as well and, and being able to play that uh, play that too. That's because he has great talent. But with Martinez and his type, the way he moves, he feels a little bit more complete in a sense. He feels a little bit more like uh, a Dybala and Icardi meets, you know, and makes a love child yes. in a way. <laughs> I'm going to have that image in my head the rest of the night. Um, yeah, no, and, and, and I think that's the point. I, I think the thing is, is that that's what, that's what Martinez brings to the pitch that Icardi doesn't, and that is mobility. Um, yes. I, it's, not the, it's not that Icardi just sits still, but let's be honest, Icardi just sits still. And then he, he, his action is within the penalty area. If it's outside, the, if it's outside that area, then Icardi's kind of eh, either nowhere to be found or doesn't really move around with the ball much, and and that's just not his thing. And that's fine. I mean, that, that's, that's okay. Totally that's fine. I think I, everyone everyone knows that. So, uh, I, Sam, let's take a quick break, uh, real quick, and uh, I have a few messages from uh, from our our folks at SB Nation. Uh, and then when we come back, we'll talk more. We actually have a, a, a listener question that I want to get to. We can talk about that. Uh, but uh, again, Eintracht Frankfurt is uh, coming up on Thursday. That'll be a 12.55 kickoff uh, here on the East Coast, 17.55 uh, local time uh, in Germany. Uh, so that'll be uh, that'll be very very exciting. We'll have our preview up shortly tonight, so you can check that out and find out how you can watch it. But when we come back, we'll talk much much more. It's Matt and Sam right here on the Serpents of Inter podcast. And welcome back here to the Serpents of Inter podcast. Matt Clark, Sam Poor in uh, in with you today. We've uh, talked quite a bit about uh, Eintracht Frankfurt and uh, tomorrow and, and Thursday's uh, Europa League match. Very big, very crucial match uh, for Inter. Uh, Sam is, Sam says a draw or a win for Inter. So uh, and and he's he's done pretty well in terms of, uh, of, of narrowing down that scoreline. So uh, you know, again, you can. I, how many goals do you think in this one? Just just for those who are interested in the over under. 10 goals now, I'm just kidding. First of all, I'm very biased when it comes to Inter. So, so, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, but, but I, I think that, I don't know, uh, maybe uh, it's hard. Three, four, two, five? No, 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 no. I don't, I, yeah, I'm thinking two, three. That's, that's two, three? As, okay. Yeah, that's, that's so, high, so, high. so. I so the over we'll... under is the, the over under is at three on this one. So take that yeah. one to to Vegas and or wherever your betting uh, betting choice happens to be. Now uh, before we before we get into anything regarding Mauro Riccardi or anything like that, uh, I, I I did actually get a a question to talk about uh, here for for part of a segment and, and and someone on the site actually asked about what our thoughts were in terms of what loan players Inter should try to redeem this summer, uh, and, and I think that's a really really good question. Um, and, and, and Peter, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, we've got Keita Balde. We've got Matteo Politano. We've got Sime Vershalko, uh, Cedric Suarez. Those are the ones that I can think of. I can't think of any others that we have to worry about any redemption. Um, so, so you've got those four players. So let, let's start number one, Keita Balde. Uh, is, is he redeemable? Uh, d- does Inter try to redeem and keep him or send so. him back? Okay. I hope so because right. of death. Two reasons. First of all, he can play basically in all offensive positions. Maybe not the number 10 role in Trecartista, but he can play on, on the wings and he can play uh, as a number 9 as well. So I would, I, would, I, would, I would redeem him because he has a lot of potential. He's very fast and he's strong and he's very young and he's very versatile. So, so with that, you know, you can, you can put him... Um, you, you, I, I, I don't like players that have too many positions. I think that's weird because I think that you should stick to something and you know be good at that. 
But I think that, you know, him being a left winger, uh, that's his position, but he has the potential to play other positions as well. So because of that, I, because of that and, and, uh, and the quality and the potential, I will keep Keita Balde. And, and I agree. I, I think for the price that he was redeemed at, and I can't remember off the top of my head what it is, but I think it's it's fairly bargain. It's not a massive amount. I think uh, 35 uh, or something like that. Something, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't think that's too much to ask. My only concern here is that, uh, you know, between injury and, and other issues, I just haven't seen it yet. I mean, I think he's got a ton of potential. I just don't think anyone's seen it. I mean, he, he had a brace uh, in, in a match, but uh, and, and that's fine. But other than that, I haven't I haven't seen the productivity potential, and that's I think what, that's my biggest concern with with Keita Balde in terms of, of well, first off, time on the pitch is one, and, and two. I, can I just add something? I'm sorry. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. No. When it comes to uh, young players and 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 you know some small injuries here and there, uh, that's okay because that that's something that some players have, and and we with age and you know with. with continuity to play you know, those things usually go away so i'm not too worried about that because he hasn't had any serious injuries and if you look at his physique he's very strong and very well grown so i think that the injuries that come is because of the fact that he he he's not that old yet and he he hasn't he's not that seasoned yet so he doesn't have that grainy old muscle in a sense if uh, if i may say that so so some of those injuries that some some of these players have in a young age you know they, they go away with with time so it's nothing that sticks you know and some players are very injury prone when they're younger and uh, all of a sudden they, they don't get injured at all so you know it's a, it's a give and take in a sense so so in that in in, in the injury case I'm not so so worried about say Keita Balde because if you look at the guy he he has he has a he, he he's fully grown and he has a great great physique. All right, so Keita is a is a yes. Now this one to me is a no brainer, and that is Matteo Politano. It's a yes regardless. I don't care. I I mean unless it is some outrageous sum. I think Matteo Politano, they, they should be writing the check right now to redeem him because what? I don't think we have. I don't even think that we have a option. That I think it's obligation to buy. I think that. It and was I'm happy for that. I'm yeah, happy yeah, for that. Yeah, I think yeah, that's absolutely. a good bet. That's a. It was a. It was a good bet. It was a good. Uh, it was a good deal. It's one of those things where you know you have the obligation to buy if that's the case, and, and it works out. Uh, so, so, so kudos there. So I hate what he's brought to the team, uh, his speed, his versatility, um, his ability to, to, to maneuver off the wing, uh, to come in and be dangerous. I, I think, I think all the way around Matteo Politano is a keep, um, next is, is Simi Vershalko, uh, from nope. Atletico Madrid. And, and this is a no, I think, you know, his injuries, I don't think he's impressed, uh, anyone in his time, albeit short, and I get the injury is a big deal with that. But typically, when you suffer that kind of an injury, there's no chance you're going to get redeemed anyway, just because it's a big risk. I, yeah. I think it was. I think it might have been. Besides the price, it might have been one of the factors why Rafinha uh, might not have been redeemed last summer exactly. because the injury the injuries were a concern. Albeit Very Rafinha would have been a great player, but yeah. uh, you know, I think Vershalko was a, was a nice idea. It was just a nice idea that didn't work. Um, injury and, and lastly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, you you suffer that kind of an injury, and 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 you know, you don't know what's what you're going to come back to after that. Can I you just know, are add you something? Gonna... Yeah, yeah. You Politano. don't have to ask. You just drop in. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Politano, it's quite interesting because in Sweden, not 
it's a bit, bit uh, people don't like him too much because some people may say that he's a one-hit pony in a sense because he always reflects uh, because he's left foot and he plays, plays on the right side. But I'm with you on that. I actually, I actually think that he adds value to the to, to the team, and he does. He he's a better version of Kandreva in in a good sense. So so uh, he has a lot to, to offer. Plus he uh, he has a good pace, and I like that in a, in a winger. You know he, he can he can run a lot. Um, in terms of Risalco, I think that his biggest problem was that due to the Croatian national team going so far in the World Cup, uh, plus that he has. A history of being a bit injury prone and and yeah no I don't I I think that that ship has sailed man I don't think that Rizalco regardless of he getting back or not I don't think that Inter is even considering to redeem that uh, no I, I you know I I think a I think a possibility is if he if he comes back he's healthy maybe another loan spell um uh, perhaps but I, I think for the price that we'd have to pay for him yeah i just don't think it's worth no. it now this one's kind of th- this was kind of a tough one for me just because i i know that the club is likely not going to redeem cedric suarez uh from southampton no uh, they should and, and 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 it's true but i i think you know this is a young a young kid who is probably going to be looking for a home at the end of the season because i'm not really sure with the status of southampton if suarez fits into the system they're going to have with whoever their coach happens to be next season. Uh, that said, I, you know, I think because Inter has built up such a physical defensive back set with, with Skriniar, with DeVry, with Asamoa, and, 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 and with D'Ambrosio, I just don't think that Suarez fits that. I don't think it's because he can't play. I don't think it's because he can't fit the system. I just don't think he fits the defensive back set that we have. I just don't think he's good enough. To be frankly honest, at this point, I understand if they want to redeem Keita Balde and Politano, but when it comes to like, especially fullbacks, because we have had a few years now of history of, you know, we had all of the shitloads of fullbacks that were totally shit, and all of a sudden we, we get Cancelo, we use him for six months, and he becomes the best world best best uh, right back in the world and we don't redeem him. Sure, you know, financial fair play and all that, I, I, you know, I, fine. But I think that if they want to redeem or buy a fullback, you know, they shouldn't buy one just to have one. They should really take their time and pick. If they don't, they don't, if they don't find a, a, a good enough fullback, you know, someone that is a bit more complete, I think that they should just take one from, you know, from schooling from Primavera or some, someone that plays in Italy that has a, you know, they can be a little bit more consistent because I think it's, I think it's bad that, you know, we, we spend so much money on the, on the, on the left backs and the right backs and, you know, they flop and they come in with high regards, but it doesn't work. So in my, in my humble opinion, I don't think that Cedric is, is going to hold up. You know, people say that, oh, but he benched Cancelo in the, in the national team, but that's a whole other thing. If you look play for play, that's, Cancelo yeah, runs, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, he, that, he doesn't stand the chat against Cancelo. Cancelo is no, a much, much no. better right back. Oh, than without Cedric. question. Yeah, so without I, question. I don't think that Cedric is someone, if the kid, maybe I'm wrong, maybe he's a world class right back, he's even better than Cedric and, and, and Cancelo, and we have just, just haven't seen him yet. And in a month or two, we will just, you know, be kissing his feet or whatever. But, but, of what I've seen, I, I, no, no, man. I, I think it's it's a waste of money. 
plus i think the priorities for inter should be something uh, a, a really a bit more centralized central midfielders of uh, you know class central midfielders and you know start getting uh, getting all the dead meat off like you know Gabigol and Jomario and plays that get, that you don't want to use anyway so yeah and and, I, and a lot of this is going to be dependent on who the next manager is if in fact Inter makes a change which good, those yes. the, the, those those conversations are really starting to heat up yeah. and not so much with Conte but more with Allegri which is kind of interesting but I, you know I don't know where I'm at with that I I don't know where I'm at with uh I can see you know that. I, I if 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 the if Inter doesn't make the Champions League, Spalletti's out, and if he's not out, then I'll be I'll be absolutely stunned. I will be shocked. I think that he's Spalletti, out anyways. I, don't I think, think he is might. too. I, I think I think I think he's out too. I th- I think I don't think it matters. I think he's done. But uh, you know, and and, and you know, to kind of dovetail that into. Uh, you know, talk about Mauro Icardi, and I don't want to take a ton of time on on Mauro Icardi. We've already talked this to death, yeah. but uh, you know, the 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 thought that either Conte or Allegri has have told Inter or anyone of that matter uh, that they'll only come to Inter if Mauro Icardi stays is the most asinine thing I think I've ever seen. I don't, can- I, I, I have, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I, I just, I, I saw that and and I saw that from from Juan Danara, and I'm like, what? Listen, huh? here's. A- Here's here's a hot take, right? Okay, so let me ask you this. So let's say that these these managers have ha, have made that, you know, said that to Inter, right? So, but Inter then says, okay, that's fine, but we will give you, I don't know, maybe Dubale instead. We will give you Tony Kroos and Dubale instead. I don't know. So if in, in a logical terms, you would rather have one great poacher instead of two world class. One world class midfielder and one world class uh, number ten trick artista player. I think that you know it, it has been taken a little bit of a proportion. I think that if Allegri and Conte have said these things, you know, it, it's 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 in terms of that Icardi is is a very good player, and and they might have requested that he stays, or in the sense in in those terms, yeah. they may have weighed in and said, okay, look, if you guys can fix it, that's great. If not, you know that's your business. It is yeah, what it is. But it I, is I don't know that they, I don't know that they would say, okay, I only take the job if you have Myro Icardi have. on staff. And that to me, that's just uh, if that's the case, then no. Conte and makes those because, demands. Conte actually makes and, those demands. In Chelsea, he did and, and, actually make made those demands too. And, and it's not because. And it's not because I think that uh, Mario Icardi should go. I think he probably will. It's yeah. not because of that at all. I, I just think that that's just kind of an odd claim to make because, you know, if, if intercell Icardi in the summer and it just appears more and more likely that's going to happen, mm-hmm. then you, you're going to have an infusion of money to spend in the transfer market because a team like Real Madrid, who is now more desperate than they ever have been for a player that can, that can attack, and, and be oh, and one up Kareem Benzema, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a car, a Cardi looks good to them. And, and, and I much. think that, and I think they're going to be willing to spend money to make that happen. And they have money to spend. So uh, Inter should take full advantage of that. I don't think Manchester United can pony up. I don't, I don't think they're, I don't, I don't think the, the, the family is going to, is going to pay money for that. I, I mean, they need to get their manager situation. Yeah. I, they need, they need yeah. to get their, 
they, they need to get their manager situation sorted out. And to be honest with you, I, I love Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I, I honestly, I mean, I'm not a Manchester United fan, but I mm-hmm. like him. I, I don't like him as much as Jurgen Klopp, but I like, I, I like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. But you like, you like you know, people back, with personality, basically. You like, you don't like. I do, I do. So Allegri, I understand why he, you don't like Allegri because Allegri is the. Is a corporate type of guy in this has well. Been. It's it's not it's not that I don't like Max Allegri. I think I think he has he he has done phenomenal things at Juventus. But a large part of that is because Juventus has spent a lot of money to give him the pieces yeah. to play. And, and I think it just about. I mean, it, Pioli could do it. Spalletti could do it. You go up and down and find me a manager in Serie A of any of the other nineteen teams in the top flight, and even some in Serie B who couldn't do the same thing with Juventus that Max Allegri has done with them. Spalletti, because he was on 4-2-3-1. Ronaldo rides the pine. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, but, uh, you know, I, I'm actually kind of encouraged by the possibility of, of a Paolo Dybala. Uh, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of potential to build this inter-team up and to be good and still be young. And Dybala would fit that very well. That said, Romelu Lukaku would as well. I know there's not a lot of uh, of Inter fans that are probably really keen on Lukaku at the moment, but I think after he what he did great. over the weekend, wow. I think that, I mean, I, I think in Serie A actually Lukaku fits very well because he is a Zlatan type of uh, player in the sense of his physique. So I think that he will be very oh. dominating in that part. And and you know. Uh, <laughs> Sure, you know, and and the thing is this, you know, when it comes to big teams, Inter actually plays good. It's the smaller teams that Inter has a problem with, and Lukaku is actually good against the smaller teams, so it could be a win-win for us because we can be more consistent. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, but I again, I don't, I don't know, and it, it just kind of depends on how much money Suning is willing to give Inter to spend, and I think a lot of that's going to hinge on who the manager is at the end of the se- at, 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 during during the transfer season. And is it is it Spalletti? Is it someone else? Um, you know, I, I think there's going to be a lot hinging on that. So it's easy now to to raise conjecture and to say, okay, uh, Inter is going to go after Paolo Dybala, or they're going to go after Lukaku, or they're going to go uh, uh, go for Enzeco, or yeah. or uh, insert name here, or Mario Balotelli, if you want to just get real funny about it. Um, <laughs> It's easy to make that conjecture, but honestly, until there is a settling of who the manager is, um, there, there's no way to say who Inter will go after because we may bring in a manager that Dybala doesn't fit well with or that Lukaku doesn't fit well with. Then you suck I, as I, a the, manager. If you can't play. Uh, yeah, if you you, can, exactly. I, if I you understand if, that. If, but. if you can't play someone like Dybala in a, in a team where, where you can actually use him in, in, in a sense – you know, there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, he's so versatile. No. He has such great technique and vision. So, you know, you, you can always find a place for a play like him. Sure, not every game, but, you know, the, the, he's such a good player. But with that being said, rumors actually has it too that um, Marotta uh, isn't so keen on keeping uh, Asulio as a, as a sporting director. And he actually want, uh, wants to replace him with uh, Empolis. General, general director, whose name is Piccini. And Piccini is actually the guy that uh, found players like Patrick Schick and Milan Skriniar, even Mauro Riccardi. All of these players actually were, were, were scouted by uh, Piccini, who is the general director of Empoli today. Uh, and rumors has it that Asuli actually is going to go to, um, to Roma. Roma. Yeah, and, and yeah. Monchi, because Monchi might take the job. At Arsenal, so he might. At Arsenal, his- yeah. 
And that's fine. I mean, I, I, you know, Pierre Auxilio did great things when Sooning cut the purse strings and said, okay, you can bring in players, but you can't really spend any money. He structured deals that were amazing, uh, that were, that were, that were, that were well done, that were He's well done and prevented and, 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 and had very little risk um, for Inter on, on the financial side and even on the pitch. Uh, however, I, you know, I think moving forward, is, if, if since Inter is going to, it should break free of financial fair play issues yes. uh, and, and should be able to to start getting being more active in the transfer market. Um, you know, maybe it's time to get fresh faces in, in, into the front office and to suggest that you know. Maybe it's, we become more a little more aggressive in the transfer window. Milinkovic Savic, um, you, you know. know what you heard at first. Milinkovic Savic is coming, Rakitic is coming, and Messi is coming. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> None of those three are really palatable at this point, I don't think. Uh, I although, think although Rakitic here and Milinkovic Savic Rakitic, may, yeah, I think those two. And, and I know Messi... Uh, that's only because Ronaldo poked at him, and but it's not that's not going to happen. Not, there's, there's, not, uh, Barcelona here, is never going to unload of 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 Messi anytime soon. Rumors has it that uh, Manchester City so a few years back actually gave him a blank contract and tell, told Messi that write how, mu- how much you want. Yeah, you know it's not a problem. You just write how much you want. I believe I be- I believe that as much as I believe Napoli offering Mauro Icardi eleven million per season. Ah, oh, come on, yeah, that's. Dude, that's no. I, he has a problem. He struggles I, paying it, that as a transfer fee. He's not I, ex- that exactly. As a <laughs> hey, he can he can barely afford he can barely afford his Christmas party. What, yeah. what eleven million per year? Yeah, I don't that think so. That would actually amaze me if <clears throat> Napoli buys Icardi. You know, and, and, no, and that will actually surprise not. me a lot. I, I'm just saying it right now. I don't think that's gonna happen. But if it'll surprise happens, Napoli fans if that happens, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> No imagine wonder where the that, money came from. Imagine someone like Mandanara and Icardi actually paying in that, you know, South Italy, oh, Napoli, and with Lord. all the controversy that comes with no. Icardi, they will kill oh. that poor dude, man. It will be awful. <laughs> it will be awful. I, I would like it will like be fun for it. it I was going to say, it'll be fun for us as Inter fans to watch it, but oh it'll be God. awful for, for all parties involved. And, and I think the same would go for Juventus. I just don't see Turin accepting Icardi no, I and think especially, you know, it, I, I, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that Juventus spends the money for that kind of drama. Granted, they spent the money on Cristiano Ronaldo, and he had, little, he's got a little baggage, so but maybe the problem, I, I don't know. I don't the, know. You know what the difference is? The difference in this case is that you know we 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 all accuse Icardi and Wadonara of doing that, this and that. The problem is that it was badly handled from the beginning when he he came to Inter. So this is not a problem that he fundamentally maybe started. It's just something Yeah, this has been has over gone. years. You don't yeah. you don't so, you don't promise someone the captain's armband and then they stick with it and, it and you don't you just don't do that. That was that was just a poor management at the time for exactly. whomever made that decision. So and the thing is that if it comes to Juve there's a little bit of a different thing because they have a lot of leaders and players that are much, much, much bigger than he is uh, in in terms of commercial success and and you know sporting success. So, so I mean, you know, he he, he might be that could actually be a humbling experience for him because he can focus on the things that he is good at, 
With that being but said, I don't think he'll do that. I I don't I think, think he'll do will. that. I I, I don't I don't think he'll do that. I think he'll I think he'll look at a Real Madrid situation where he can come in and be the hero and and maybe even get the captain's armband right away and might, and yes. be the savior. I, I think I think he'll look at that as much more advantageous than going to Juventus and being overshadowed by at least four or five players. Madrid will eat him and and just chew him and just spit him out. I don't think people really understand. The, the, Neither the does Zaccardi. He doesn't understand that. He doesn't know that. The, the magnitude of these some of these clubs is and like Inter. Inter is just on 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 uh, on slow mode right now because Inter is one of the biggest clubs in the world. But when you come to the you know the the Madrids of the world, it, I mean, I don't care how good or bad you are. You know, it, it, certain things just you know if Perez doesn't like you, you can rot on the bench. He doesn't care two shits about that. So, well, I, sure. I think that I I think that if if Icardi uh, played in a in a team like Ju- Juve, he will probably um, focus on things that he's very good at. So I think that he will actually do okay. But I don't know if he would do so well. But I think that he would do quite okay at uh, Juve. And 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 with I, all, I think I think that all the I controversy. That, I, I don't think that I would think that would be blocked very very fast because of the personalities and the players that. Is in that uh, locker. I think the problem is, is that Cardi will come off the bench, and that's and yeah. that's where the problem will be. That's where he'll have an issue. But um, I, I do. We're gonna need to probably cut this a little bit short. But I, you know, I, I, I just. I just I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm frankly tired of writing and talking about it. So I just kind of, you know, whatever. But here, here's a thought. And, and, and I want I, and I, I don't want an answer to this question. In fact, I'll even I even would like to hear kind of what some of our listeners have to say about it. But I, and I just was thinking I just, just came into my head. What do you think? And again, keep your answer to yourself. We'll talk about this next podcast. But what do you think about Gareth Bale coming to enter? If he is, if he is subsequently, you know, let go from Real Madrid, I again, I just want to toss it out there. I just, mm. just, just something for discussion, something to think about. Something. <laughs> I mean, you can immediately say no, but in the comments below, I want to hear what people have to say about it. And I'm not saying that I would advocate it or be against it. I just want to hear. I just want to know what other people say because this is a player that is clearly out of favor in Madrid. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's not winning any friends in Madrid at all. Uh, uh, neither with the club nor with the fans or with the media, uh, but he has a, a, a you know a great striking ability. So just think about it. Think when you look at all the potential options that Inter has to bring in for a poten- for a striker. I, I just want to toss that out there and get kind of feedback from everyone and 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 be thorough. And and again, don't cuss me. I'm not saying it should happen. I'm just I'm asking the question. Uh, I'm looking for fodder. I'm not I'm not I'm not giving you my opinion yet. Um, mm. But I, I just I, I want you to think and, and Sam and Sam think about it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what do you think about Gareth Bale coming to Serie A and playing for Inter in a striking capacity? I so think that. about that. <laughs> no, don't, no, don't, don't say anything. Okay. Don't say okay. keep, keep a lid on it. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, with that, we're gonna we're gonna cut it loose. Remember, we've got uh, Eintracht Frankfurt coming up on Thursday. That's a twelve fifty five kickoff uh, on the East Coast this weekend. It is the mighty mighty Warriors from Spal. That should be a good one. Uh, we didn't really we, we didn't really get a lot of time to talk about that, but that, that's okay. Probably don't need to talk about it too much. Uh, and then, of course, next week the second leg of the fixture with Eintracht Frankfurt uh, a week from Thursday, and uh, and then 
progressing on from there. So uh, that's that. That is where we'll leave you. Uh, appreciate it again. Make sure you listen to us uh, uh, here. I, I, I'm not really sure the 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 mothership, as I call SB Nation. They are kind of responsible for getting our stuff on iTunes and all that good stuff. So. Uh, I'm not sure if it's there yet or not. I'll have to check and see. But make sure you listen. Uh, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know any topics you want us to discuss, uh, anything like that. And uh, with that, Sam, I, I appreciate the time. And uh, we Thank will you. certainly be uh, uh, be back on next week yes. uh, where we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about uh, Frankfurt. We'll talk about Spall. Uh, we'll talk about a ton of other things and answer the question. Would Gareth Bale be a good fit for Inter Milan? I leave you with that. I leave you I leave you to picture that and ponder that and let that consume the rest of your week. So leave a comment down below. And for that, we appreciate you. Sam Poor, I'm Matt Clark. Uh, you've been listening to the Serpents of Inter podcast. Forza Inter. Forza Inter. Il gioco di gambe. Guadagna il fondo. Il cross. Egan! 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 Ancora dentro l'area di rigore, c'è un mischione. Nangolan, è gol! È gol! È gol! È gol! È gol! Il Nigia! Il Nigia! Ciao, 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 ciao! Al 32! The Serpents of Inter podcast is brought to you on the SB Nation Network. For more information and to check out all Inter Milan news all the time, make sure to log on to serpentsofmadadina.com.